Welcome to Spot Growth, the podcast dedicated to pediatric speech, physical, and occupational therapists. We explore strategies, insight, and success stories to help you elevate your practice. Join us as we spot growth together. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Spot Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Marshall, with Extra Mile Billing. And today we're going to do just a little bit different. Um, I don't have a guest, um, but I wanted to share a little bit of advice. Um, So we've been working in Florida insurances now for a number of years. And questions that we we see online that we get ask a lot about, you know, which, which payers do I want to be in network with? Who do I want contracts with? So what I've done here is create a little top five list. <clears throat> and this top five list is my top five worst payers in the state of Florida. So remember, this is for the state of Florida. Um, and I'm going to have a couple of honorable mentions up front and then we'll get into the list. Now, you may have good experience. You may have bad experience with these payers. I'm going to tell you about my experience across multiple clients across multiple years. So this may not include recent issues uh, that some of these insurances maybe are having or other insurances not on this list are having. This is really over time, uh, what I see. So to start it off, The honorable mentions, so this is before we get into the top five list, the honorable mention, the first honorable mention, is the Florida Early Steps Program. Um, The Florida Early Steps Program seems very enticing, especially for providers who are just getting started, because it's a basically a free referral network. So you get in network they're going to start sending you clients directly, which is which is great, especially if you're just getting started. You know, what they don't quite advertise and, you know, what you may realize only over time is that you're always going to be at least 30 days behind services when you're collecting from them. So you have to bill them. So let's say you do service on the 1st of December. You don't bill them until the 6th of January for any services done in December. When you send them a claim, they're going to take another 20, 30 days to pay you from the time you send them a claim. So it's going to be almost two months from the date of service for some of these claims before you collect anything. That gets very frustrating that really hurts your payroll really quickly. And that's my biggest complaint about early steps, although there's other reasons to complain, just given the amount, the sheer volume of paperwork that they require. Um, You can't just automatically send them a claim. You have to put together all these huge packets, travel logs, um, IARs, um, claim forms, TPL sheets. I mean, there's just so many different things that you have to put together in this packet that it quickly becomes just not worth it. That's my honorable mention. Um, The second honorable mention here is the Aetna Better Health servicing Medicaid members in Florida. Now, typically this goes through the uh, Therapy Network of Florida as a third party. 
What I'm talking about is the direct billing. So let's say you have a patient and you're going to directly send a claim to Aetna Better Health. Um, I have seen so many errors coming back from claims that were legitimately billed with all the correct uh, paperwork and circumstances. And I've seen them take six to nine months to fix these claims that it was their error. So I've almost never seen a claim come back correctly paid when you're billing directly to Aetna Better Health. So those are my two honorable mentions. And the only reason Aetna Better Health isn't higher on this list is because they're pretty low volume because they send most of their claims through uh, Therapy Network of Florida. So <clears throat> all that said, start with number five on the top five worst payers in the state of Florida. So number five, I would say, is Cigna, but not Cigna for speech. Cigna for speech seems to go pretty well. Uh, haven't had a lot of issues with Cigna for speech. However, Cigna has outsourced their OT and their PT services to a third-party company called ASH, American Specialty Health. And ASH gives us a lot of problems. Um, First of all, you have to go through them to authorize services. And, oh, by the way, you have to authorize a eval separately than you would authorize the rest of your services. So that's a challenge in and of itself you have to tackle. But the thing with ASH is they won't pay you the full Cigna rate. They take a percentage, and they take a percentage out of your cut, and they're giving you far less than the agreed-upon rate that you would get with Cigna for the same kind of service. You, get, you treat the patient, you expect to get your Cigna rate, you're going to get the pre-negotiated ASH rate. So you're getting shortchanged by this third-party entity that Cigna has contracted to pay out their OT and PT claims. So... That's why they're number five on my list, Cigna uh, Ash for OTMPT. So number four, moving on to number four here. Number four is one that everybody knows well. Uh, some of you contract with them. Some of you may not have problems with them. Some of you have nothing but problems with them. It is United Healthcare. United Healthcare is such a large company with so many subsidiaries that they've purchased over the years that I truthfully, I don't even know if, if they are trying to be as complicated and erroneous as possible. I think they just are. I think when you grow that big um, and you've got so many systems that you're trying to integrate all at once, you can't help but have mistakes. And you do. You see mistakes from United Healthcare on the authorization side. Do it. Is an auth required? Yes. No. Is it required through Optum? Is it required through the United Healthcare portal? Do I fax it in? Where do I fax it? <clears throat> it's just not clear. It's never been clear. And for that reason, you know, people get authorizations denied. Do I have to submit a patient summary form to Optum in order to get my claims approved? There's just not a lot of clarity when it comes to that. Um, and then once you do submit the claims, you know, we've seen them processed out of network for an in-network provider. Uh, we've seen them denied for a number of reasons. You may have something denied asking for paperwork 
you submit the paperwork and they're saying you didn't get an authorization. You provide the authorization though, and they still don't pay. There's just there's no end to the number of ways that I've seen United Healthcare uh, try and, and not pay providers. And again, don't know if it's on purpose. I doubt it, but that's just uh, that's your number four. So moving on to number three, some people have no issues with this company. I have seen a lot of issues. This is Blue Cross Blue Shield. And the reason that Blue Cross Blue Shield is a little bit higher than United Healthcare is not only do, you know, we have claims, authorizations, all that kind of processing issues with Blue Cross Blue Shield, but their network is never open. I rarely see Blue Cross Blue Shield providers that are in network. Almost everybody is billing them out of network. And when you reach out to them and ask, they just tell you, yeah, network's closed, panel's closed. They don't seem to ever open their network for any providers. So that's that's what brings them to a higher level on this list. Uh, Blue Cross in general <clears throat> is a umbrella company. So Blue Cross is offered in every state, but they're not the same company. They're all different companies that use an umbrella entity to communicate with each other. So Blue Cross Blue Shield of South Carolina, which you may have a patient for, is not the same as Blue Cross Blue Shield of Florida, is not the same as Blue Cross Blue Shield of Massachusetts. Sometimes you find plans that'll pay over $100 for a visit. Sometimes you find plans that'll pay less than $60 for a visit. And that's being in network. You just never know what you're going to get. You have to do so much research on the front end <clears throat> just to see if, uh, if the patient is eligible and if the conditions are covered. And even once you've done all that, I've still seen them come up with, with ways not to pay providers. So Blue Cross Blue Shield, number three on my five worst payers. So moving on to number two. Number two is a Medicaid payer, and it is United Healthcare Medicaid, which is also called United Healthcare Community Plan. The reason that this one is separated separated from the other United Healthcare is it is a special case. Um, I actually don't even know why United Healthcare Medicaid is still a Medicaid provider in the state of Florida, because I don't know any provider that takes UHC Medicaid or UHC Community Plan. This is one of those plans where you have to go to the patient's PCP to get an authorization. So you have to contact their provider, the patient's provider, and ask their low-paid office staff, the traditional low-paid, their office staff to go submit an authorization on behalf of your company. There's no incentive for them to do that. So many times, these patients go without authorization. They jump from place to place looking for someone who will bill for them. And then, oh, by the way, this is the one that I've seen come back and try and recoup the most often. So even when you do get an authorization from the PCP for 15 visits or whatever they're going to authorize for the whole plan of care period, you, you bill those claims Two years later down the road, they come and try and collect them back from you. What do they say? Oh, they'll give you any excuse. 
This is what I would stay away from. So, you ready for it? The number one. The number one worst payer in Florida. Uh, I would have to give this to UMR. <clears throat> so UMR is, they're kind of like a, a rope-a-dope. So you've ever heard of the rope-a-dope? They bring you in and, and they make it attractive because what they'll do is they'll pay for the first 26 visits in the year. And they're usually pretty solid about paying for those first 26 visits. But you're like, wow, I'm getting paid. This is great. You know, this patient, you know, it's so consistent. I don't, you know, I didn't need an authorization. You know, we're rolling. This is great. And then all of a sudden on that 27th visit, they're going to ask you for medical documentation. And they're going to keep asking for medical documentation. And they're going to say, here, fax it to this number. And they give you a sheet, they'll mail you a sheet in the mail and say, here, fax, fax this sheet with medical documentation to this fax number, and we'll reprocess this claim for payment. And what do they do? They sit on it. They sit on it. I've seen them sit on it for, for as long as 18 months. As long as 18 months it takes them to process this paperwork and finally pay your claim or send the, the you know, the claim to the patient responsibility. And at that point, is the is it still your patient? Are they still even around? Are you able to collect on that? Well, that's that's one of the challenges with UMR. So if you're gonna take UMR, just be forewarned that after that 26th visit, they are gonna start asking for paperwork and it is gonna take them a very long time to reprocess and pay those claims. So that's my top five. Um, again, this is my personal opinion, my personal experience, um, and you may have different experience, and that's totally fine. You may love some of these insurances. They may be some of your best insurances. I'm just sharing my experience and, and how you know I've seen claims processed over time. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining us today. And uh, yeah, if, you, if you'd like to learn more, if you have more questions, send me an email and uh, reach out on the extramilebilling.com website and let us know your thoughts. Thanks, guys. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week on the Spot Growth Podcast. If you enjoyed the discussion, please leave us a review. And if you have any ideas for topics that you'd like to learn more about, please send those to the podcast link at extramilebilling.com.